the cool thing about creators is that unlike freelancers in the past, they're kind of in front, right? They're creating content and they're like the, the face of this content. Hey everyone, it's Ian Shepard and welcome to 2022 and another episode of the Business of Creators. If you're new here, this is a podcast for creators and everyone in or interested in the emerging creator economy. I started it because I wanted to speak with the pioneers giving creators new tools to showcase and monetize their content. In this episode, I'm joined by the CEO and founder of Lightrix, Zev Farbman. If you've not heard of Lightrix, you will have definitely heard of their 11 apps, which include Facetune and Video League. In this episode, Zev tells us all about the apps and some of the other exciting developments they have in the pipeline. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let's just jump straight into it. Can you tell the audience who are Lightrix? Lightrix is the company behind many of the kind of market-leading content creation apps for mobile. So we have Facetune, which is our kind of biggest product on the market, kind of a mobile Photoshop that allows you to express yourself in the way you see it right on the social media. We have VideoLeap, which is our flagship video editor product, PhotoLeap, flagship photo editing product. And by now, we have 11 different products on the market that uh, really cover a wide kind of uh, array of creative use cases on mobile. And uh, these days, besides uh, kind of offering creators the tools to create amazing content, we also start to help them to achieve their other goals. Because as you know better than me, creative journey these days only start with tools and content in order to really succeed. There are many other things that you need to figure out. And we as Lightrix want to be there for our creators as well. Excellent. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to talk about some of the apps, but before we get into that, can you just tell us, like, where did the idea for the business originally come from? So the, the founders of Lightrix were a group of friends that were doing their PhD in the Hebrew University of Jerusalem in Israel. And most of our research was somewhere on the border between computer graphics, image processing and computer vision. And during our PhD, we also collaborated with the research department of various companies, including Adobe, which like Adobe is a company that are a market leader in content creation tools for professionals. And we had this idea that with an advent of mobile, people will be interested to use mobile as a content creation platform. And back in the day, surprisingly enough, it was a controversial thesis. A lot of people believed that mobile is going to be perhaps a great platform for social media for gaming, but not necessarily so for content creation. And we kind of hope that with time, with evolution of a mobile hardware, we will be able to create cool content creation tools, cool photo editing, video editing, etc. And kind of luckily for us, it was the right bet. The mobile hardware improved over time. We were able to push kind of a more and more interesting image and video processing algorithms on mobile. And uh, these days, like definitely an exciting place to be. Like the mobile is keep evolving, creative use cases keeps evolving and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it seems so obvious now when you describe it like that as being a risk or a gamble or, you know, just a potential opportunity that these things really exist now. So if we kind of um, talk through a couple of the big ones, for example, like Facetune, can you just talk us about that um, product and how it's evolved and what you see now with the with the app? 
Yeah, so Faceon is our kind of oldest product. It's uh, by now eight years old, it's almost hard to believe. And uh, it was our first product. The kind of, uh, when we started the company, we frankly had no idea what exactly, what kind of products we want to create, right? It was just like this amorphic idea around kind of mobile and content creation. And uh, with Facetune, we kind of figured out early on that, you know, like it was 2012, 2013, the world selfie came into the dictionary. So in the beginning, we created like kind of really basic uh, selfie editing tool that evolved over time. And these days, if you kind of look at Facetune, there's like a wide kind of array of tools. And what we try to convey with this brand is that the way you present yourself online is your choice, okay? You can uh, basically uh, look any way you want, okay? And uh, Facetune is there for you. You can be transparent about it. You can, again, do whatever you want. And one of the communities, for example, that we're collaborating a lot with Facetune these days are makeup artists and drag queens, because in these communities, a kind of presenting a certain image is kind of part of the deal, kind of no one is surprised. So we actually want for people to kind of feel good about using these tools and be transparent about their usage. So we like feel like a lot of affinity to these communities with this tool. So that, that was the first one that was phase two. And after that, with its success, we were able to start develop an entire ecosystem of tools. So I won't be able to cover all of them again. It's like 11 different products. Yes. I'm just gonna showcase kind of the biggest kind of product verticals that we have. So with video editing, we have Videoly, which is our flagship video editing product that includes such things as a keyframe animation and non-linear time frame, like really kind of borrowed from the professional world, but adapted for mobile. We also have a Bitlib that allows you to really kind of create uh, cool video collages on the fly without much effort, like way simpler product than Videolib. Uh, in photo editing, we have Photolib, again, our flagship product for creative image editing, but we also have other products like uh, Filter Tune, where it kind of takes this like new research ideas around how you can semantically segment an image and then to manipulate it. With Emotionlib, which tries to bridge the gap between photos and videos as a medium. So you can start with a still uh, photo, but then you can animate certain elements of the photo and you get some uh, kind of, you, you get the ease of manipulating photos, but something that already resembles a video in terms of engagement. And uh, these days we're also starting to work on creative services. So the first one that we released is Lincoln Bio because we kind of really believe that these days, again, a content creation on the start, if you want to succeed as a creator, there are many, many other activities that we will have to participate in. And uh, next year, besides the tools, which again, it's like this foundation, foundational effort of our company, we're planning to push a lot of uh, creator services as well. Oh, wow. It's really interesting to hear how you're kind of evolving. Um, I'd love to just jump into one or two of those, for example, to understand how creators are using them, because I recently spoke to Brandon B, a British um, creator, and he was um, I was just amazed at his use of video leap and some of the cool things that he was doing in that. Um, could you give some uh, examples of creators that uh, are using your tools? Yes, I think like Brandon B is a great example, because uh, at some point we realized that uh, these creators that are using our tools are biggest asset as a company uh, in order to 
do everything from figuring out what's the next generation of tools is going to be by basically talking to these people and asking what we need to marketing activities, right? Like what's better to promote your product and services and actually showcasing creators that already are successful doing that. So since we have a lot of products, like the kind of profile of creators changes a little bit. So with Facetune, it's kind of easy to Google it and see kind of a long list of celebrities. Of, uh, that, that are using this product and obviously this mention help us to, to promote this brand, etc. But uh, what we are going to try to do kind of from now on is to create, I would say, a closer community of creators to collaborate with us. So like, we really want our top creators to feel that they're part of the process. Okay, because sometimes when we talk to them, we're like really surprised about how they're using the products, right? So just like last week, I had a conversation with like a really triple A celebrity musician who is apparently a huge video lip user. And what surprised me that he sometimes used video lip in order to create a, like a mocks of user interface. So like... <laughs> I wouldn't go why like uh, prominent music musicians is doing UX, but like it was like such an unusual use case. So for me, it was immediately like a validation of this thesis that uh, we need to work like super closely with our creators. And uh, I think like next year, you're going to hear a lot about it. This is Ian Shepard, and you're listening to the Business of Creators podcast. haven't used something like video leaps can you just sort of explain how easy it is to set up um, and just kind of get using it do you have courses um how, how does kind of a creator think about it so uh, with video leap the basic stuff you can find in the app itself obviously you're going to see some tutorials etc obviously there are a lot of uh, tutorials on youtube on other social uh, media platforms that are trying to for example, show how you can use VideoLeap in order to uh, kind of follow certain TikTok trends, for example, right? Like you're something seeing like this new trend and then people kind of try to figure out how to do that. And then some of them are posting like these videos, how to achieve it achieve it uh, with VideoLeap. And obviously these days we're kind of thinking a lot how to streamline this process, right? So because if you're going into like the lens of creating a video that explains a certain trend and it's like we, we want actually to help you to do that right so like really soon like really soon you're going to see how it's going to be reflected in the end right if you will be interested to educate your peers around how to use a specific product there are definitely going to be a stage for that cool cool and i've got to ask what's, what's your favorite app of all of them <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> I have some still like a lot of kind of uh, nostalgic feelings toward Facetune because uh, Facetune 2 was the last product that actually kind of contributed a production code to. Mm. Somewhere around 2018, I kind of stopped programming because I was mostly bottlenecked by then in, in the project <laughs> that I participated. No one wanted me to, to contribute any code anymore. But frankly, um, I'm excited about all our apps. Um, like uh, since I was kind of coming more from the world of professional 
photo and video editing, just like the stuff that they work on during my PhD, maybe like the flagship products that we have, like the really big ones, like VideoLeap and PhotoLeap, they're like really also kind of close to my heart. Got it, got it. And um, again, for someone that's relatively new to it, what does the pricing model look like if you're a creator and you want to use one of your apps? So at the moment, like in, all the apps uh, are freemium subscription, meaning that the basic functionality you're getting for free and for advanced functionality, you can either do a, a monthly or an annual subscription. And um, yeah, so that's that's like the business model pretty straightforward yeah yeah okay and i guess the earning potential for a creator using your app is is almost limitless right in terms of kind of their creativity and whilst there's not a direct model through your app actually leveraging your app to create content um you know the world is kind of their oyster in terms of what they can do and achieve if we think of and look at someone like brandon who's doing really well well, uh, in the end of the day, our apps are trying to facilitate creative process, right? So it, like, it always kind of starts and ends with the creator itself. And for us, like our vision is, again, like to be this facilitator with help with this journey. And you're right in that uh, I think it's very exciting time to be a creator. And to me, it feels that it's just the beginning because... Um, I think many creators realize that they are the engagement drivers of social media platforms and they started kind of more and more to figure out how to leverage their power and at the moment I still think that kind of like this balance of power isn't in the favor of creators it's more skewed toward the platforms I kind of think that's going to change in the future and what we want to achieve with our tools and other services obviously to help them, right? So um, I think, yeah, like our tools already can, you know, people create, can help them to create an amazing content. But frankly, just the beginning, I think uh, for creators that they can really create a cool stuff, that's an amazing kind of point in time. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I think without doubt that, balance of power is changing because the platforms for so long have relied on the creators and with the exception of YouTube really none of them have paid the creators directly for the content um, and I'm expecting it to be a lot more competitive um, as the platforms need the creators to continue. I don't know if like you saw this uh, kind of um, video of that Zach King posted around how many views he had on TikTok and how much he got paid right so I think it still kind of clearly shows that we have Kind of a long way to go before creators claim their kind of right place in like this equation of how things work in the modern economy but i think it's gonna kind of be better and better over time but we'll see it's an exciting market yeah there'll be more and more opportunities for sure for creators to monetize their content which i'm really excited about So if we kind of look at your business, and I, I know you recently um, secured some more funding, can you share any more in terms of kind of your vision and what you're doing beyond, I, th I guess, the communities that you, you mentioned earlier? So like, we believe that uh, Lightrix as a business grows with the kind of creator's economy, right? Like when we started the, co uh, like the company, 
kind of uh, it was like really hard to believe that Facetune alone will generate more than I don't know like hundred million dollars in annual revenues, right? Like when we started, like it was a really kind of a tiny market, and these days it just like keeps growing with the potential of creators, and. Um, what we're planning to do with funding, I would say it's a bunch of things. Like we believe that since it's a, it is a big market, there is some place for consolidation. At the moment, it's kind of really fragmented. And in order to be like, for example, really competitive with the platforms in order to make sure even that in terms of kind of tools and services for creators, we're doing a better job than that, we'll need to join kind of forces with other companies. So. Uh, a big part of uh, the fundraising is going to go towards uh, mergers and acquisitions. And uh, in terms of kind of uh, developing the core tools, it just uh, becomes more and more expensive over time, right? Like by now, for example, um, like we're a company of uh, 500 people. We have a research department, almost like 40 people, right? And uh, that's expensive because researchers are not people who are like creating a production code that goes inside the ads. There are more people who are thinking, well, what's next? What's going to be in in a year or two from now? And uh, kind of the more you mature as a company, the more you need to invest in these processes in order to be kind of really constantly push the state of the art. So yeah, we'll need this funding. I got it. I can only imagine in terms of augmented reality and various other bits and pieces that could be coming in the pipeline. Exactly. <laughs> and no, I mean, if you want to even like start preparing for all these new trains to like allocate a team of people who are going to do that, you need to take into account that, yeah, for a long time, it's not going to be a profitable endeavor. But if you want to remain kind of as a market leader in content creation tools for mobile or for new platforms in general, yeah, you have to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And just before we kind of wrap up, I'm really keen to understand, like, if you have advice for creators who are listening in terms of how to think about your products and more generally just kind of um, their business as a creator. So it's, it's an amazing question. And I kind of try to kind of figure out like what I can offer here. So like my first bit of advice is going to be similar to what uh, kind of I answer when people ask me, for example, well, why should I come to work at Lightrix, right? Like even like as an my answer would be is like first of all you need to figure like you need to make sure that uh, you have fun while you're doing whatever what you're doing, right? I think. Uh, we're still living in the world where for many people work is perceived as a chore, right? And something that you have to do in order to, I don't know, have a food and shelter. <laughs> but I think it's changing. It's, it's a great thing. Like a lot of people realize that you're spending so much time at work, right? Like I think it's really makes sense to make sure that you're like enjoying what you're doing even if sometimes it means that, I don't know, you get paid less, right? Because uh, I think it's like really hard to kind of justify suffering. So I think first of all, as a creator, you need to make sure that you like really enjoying the process, right? And uh, I don't know if you're like kind of too hard on yourself in terms of how fast your following grows or what kind of, kind of content you create, et cetera, you sometimes give yourself a pass, right? It should be kind of a cool thing, et cetera. And, I really think that specifically for creators uh, over time is going to be kind of better, right? Like on one hand, it's going to be competitive because it seems that a whole lot of people are interested to do that. 
but uh, if you will able kind of to make it work, I think uh, it's going to be, let's say, a major source of income kind of for more and more people, right? So again, like my first piece of advice is just like to have fun. And I would say my second piece of advice, and again, it's like uh, not very connected to our products is that I think the cool thing about creators is that unlike freelancers in the past, they're kind of in front, right? They're creating content and they're like the, the face of this content. And I think it's really important for creators to stay there. I think that's like what's unique in this position. You're both building a kind of your content and your brand simultaneously, right? So I think for some creators that are coming it was like really like artistic aspirations. It's almost weird for them to kind of think about themselves, about yourself as a brand and think in terms of business metrics, etc. I think that's part of the deal. And it's not a bad thing. Like once you figure out, you're going to have actually more artistic freedom to explore things that you want, right? You know, people sometimes give like these examples of great artists like Beatles that started with kind of more commercial stuff. And once the commercial success was there, they kind of branched out into more creative ideas. So maybe you can think about yourself like that, right? Kind of figure out the basic first, how you kind of, what kind of content you create that appeals to your audience, how you grow your audience, how you establish yourself as a brand. And with time, you will be have more opportunities to kind of explore more, you know, kind of interesting and new venues. So again, I kind of rambling here, but I would say these are things like to have fun and to figure out like fundamentals for yourself and then you'll have more freedom to do whatever you want. That's super interesting. Thank you for sharing. And just one final question to put you on the spot. Do you kind of have any other creators that you would um, suggest that our listeners check out um, as using um, one of your apps? You know, we, we mentioned Brandon earlier, who I really love. Any, any others that uh, perhaps our listeners can watch for inspiration? Well, that's like a really kind of a personal uh, thing, but uh, uh, like many years ago, like 20 years ago, I was in, in the Israeli army and I had a friend there that introduced me to progressive rock, specifically to Dream Theater. And at some point, uh, Jordan Rudas, uh, who is the keyboardist of Dream Theater, kind of reached out to Lightrix support and like, told us that he's a video, uh, like, he uses our apps like video, photo, etc., and get some ideas. So, uh, with time, we kind of started to chat together and like bounce ideas around the apps, etc. And I'm still like really into progressive rock, and I think uh, Dream Theater is amazing. They just like had the new album <laughs> that mm-hmm. came out. So, those of you who are into progressive rock, you're like welcome to, to check out that. They're great. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. That's a really great example. And thank you, Zev, for for joining us today. It's really interesting to hear about the business and excited to see more products in the future. Thank you very much, Ian. So that was another episode in the new Business of Creators podcast. I'm Ian Shepherd. I'm co-founder of Electrify Video Partners, and we are a new business investing millions of dollars directly into creators' channels to accelerate their growth. If you've made it this far, then thank you for listening. And please hit subscribe to hear more stories like this.